0: You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. For the past few weeks, we've been talking about the series entitled Knowing God. All can agree that to some extent sa buhay natin, we know something about God. Tama? Like all of us. If you're like me, we grew up in a family that somehow, someway, teaches us something about God. Right. And um when you talk about God, there's just so many things that you can learn about him. But this lifetime maybe not enough to fully know him, but we can know some. And we can know more about him. That's what what we're trying to do for the past few weeks. And let me introduce a little bit of myself more. I got married last year. And yeah, to my wonderful wife, Isel. Tunay po <laughs> and, and really, uh, God has been so good to us. Uh, we've been married for one month palang. Almost a month now. And, um, just, just getting to know her is a delight. You know, uh, meansa nagugulu pagisi ngay <laughs> Because, um, We've been together for four years as, as a couple, boyfriend and girlfriend. And um, now that we're married, I still get to learn more about her. And I'm always delightfully surprised with all the quirks and the things. Mm, okay. And this is the same with our relationship with God. There would be always something to get to know about God. And I hope. As we go through the series, we will be delightfully surprised with what God and who God really is. And in, in in the past few weeks, we've been talking about God as the God of glory and, and how amazing this God is. We also talked about God as the good God. Na yeah. Lalanyon. Amazing, amazing preaching with Pastor Jonathan. And God as a generous God last week. And by the way, I'm preaching right now because Pastor Jonathan is out for the School of Empowerment retreat. And I hope you pray with them because we're really preparing and then gearing up for victory para You know, and, and if you're from that side of the city, SM Sukat, you know, we invite you to pray. We invite you to. If you have the desire to go there, just, just let us know here. Because we really want to start a movement of God in that side of the city. Right? Yes, and, and we're excited to get to know more about God. And as we talk about getting to know God. The truth is, um, God has given us this lifetime um, to get to know more about Him, and after this, we get to meet Him, or for some of us, um, we, we get to un- understand what it is He's talking about when it, when it comes about to, to uh, eternity. You know, Paul even said that to know Christ is is the whole of His life. So, if something uh, is worth doing in this lifetime is to get to know. More about God. In the past few weeks, we've been talking about many of the attributes of God, and when it comes to this uh, attributes, yung mga katotohanan sa Panginoon, okay? These are truths that we cannot argue about. You know, when it comes to the truths about God, it's true no matter what. Parang itay, parang sunrise. You know, um, everybody in this place, whether you like it or not. Whether you acknowledge it or not, whether you believe it or not, we all woke up to the same sunrise. That's true of God. Whether you like it or not, whether you believe Him or not, whether you love Him or not, He is actually a good God, a glorious God, a generous God. Whether you see it or not. You know, so so that's that's the the core of what we're trying to do for the past few weeks. We're going through some of the most beautiful songs written in the history of man, and it's written in the book of Psalms. And the book of Psalms is a collection of songs. And uh, for the past few weeks, we've been talking about songs, and this week we're gonna talk about God's graciousness, God's grace. You know, a while ago, your music team has been singing about grace, has been singing about this thing called grace but have you ever really asked yourself what is this grace really about ano ba talaga at paano nga ito nakakaapekto sa if this is something about god that i need to get to know how does this affect my life And that's, that's what we're gonna talk about today, um, from the book of Psalms, chapter 103, the 103rd song in that book, um, most probably written by David. And before we actually read that, um, we look at this Psalm, and, uh, we'll, we'll be looking at a really, really beautiful song that is, um, a poem set into a music. Ganin yung songs, uh, sa, sa, sa Israel. Psalms, but um, unlike our, our poems, their songs actually don't use rhymes. You know, not like our our poems right now. Their songs use imagery to make us imagine, really, what it's trying to say. So as we read this, I'd like you to imagine with me the experience of this man, of who God is. So we're gonna look at God's graciousness in light of Psalm 103. So I might invite everyone to stand up and open your Bible. The Psalm 103, the Psalm of David, would be reading the verses 1 to 8. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Who forgives all your iniquity? Who heals all your diseases? Who redeems your life from the pit? Who crowns you with a steadfast love and mercy. Who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like eagles. The Lord works His righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known His ways to Moses, His acts to the people of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Let us pray. God, we thank you for this afternoon. We thank you that you're overflowing with love and graciousness to all of us. Lord, I pray that you would use me, a man weak and frail, to speak of your word. Thank you, Lord God, that people in this place would get to see you more and more through the reading and preaching of your word. Lord, we thank you. We are excited to meet you, Lord God, this afternoon. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. We'll be talking about God's grace. And so many times this word has been so thrown, you know, palagi siyang sinasabi, na minsan hindi na natin, uh, ako ano ibig sabihin There are those words. We always say it too much. Ay, ka naman? ito, by the grace of God, next. Do we really understand it? Uh, God's grace. Um, I remember a story that one of my professors would tell us, there's this um of course it's a fictional story. Sabi niya um there's uh, a man who died and when he went to the gates of heaven uh he saw Peter. Okay? And then uh immediately when he saw Peter he said I'll cut you a deal Peter. Let's just count the good deeds I did. Okay ganito. And then give me points. Tapos um pag nakaabot ako ng 100 pasok ako sa langit okay, Peter agreed okay, ganyan, basta ganito any sin that you did will also give a grade and then ma-minus natin sa good deed mo Ah, ganon, sige, sige mukhang mabait naman ako Um, baka pwede, maka 100 so sabi niya sige I've been married for 50 years and I stayed faithful sabi niya, "Ah." so proud na proud sabi ni Peter, wait, um, okay that's good I'll give you three points. Huh? Three points lang yun? Mayhrab yun, ha? Fifty years? So Peter, so the guy said, okay, sige, um, ito pa, um, I, 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 I stayed on my job and did everything that I can do, I earned well, but I did not cheat anyone. Tabi Peter talaga? Ooh! Oh, sige, for that I'll give you two points. Huh? Paanokumakakaput ng 100 yan. Oh, sige, let, let's weigh naman your bad deeds, sabi ni Peter. Bad deeds. There was this one time, um, you know what? Nakaawai ko yung asawa ko. I, I, I hit her. Oh, that's minus 100. Huh? That's unfair. How can I get to heaven? And then that's a question that we usually think about. As a Filipino, we grew up in this kind of mindset that our good deeds should outweigh our bad deeds. How can we get to heaven? The answer of God is grace. Grace simply means unmerited favor. Okay, Something that you get, but you do not deserve it. Okay, Something that you get that you do not deserve. According to Arthur Pink, grace is the lone source from which flows all the goodwill, love, salvation of God unto His chosen people. It's the lone source. It's the only source that everything that we experience in this lifetime comes from. Only by the grace of God. Look at the person right next to you. That person is right next to you, right here, right now, breathing because of the grace of God. And as I've said, whether you like it or not, whether you believe it or not, whether you agree on me or not, that's true. God's grace is so true. God's grace is so true. That as we look through this psalm, we'll experience it more. See, when we look at God's graciousness, there are three statements that I want you to remember as a foundation of it. This is not yet the main thing that I want to talk about, but just three major foundations that God's graciousness is about. First thing is that nobody deserves it. We love watching this uh, vlog, guys. If you you know vlogs, video sila. Tapos kano'y naging nila. Pinapanood lang namin. Weird, right? But then um, we, we enjoy it. Okay, there's this this cute uh, twin that we usually watch, and we enjoy it. You know, we, um cute cute nila. Kaya anong gawin nila? Cute parin sila. Kids are like that, right? But then when you think about it, no matter how cute these kids are, no matter how innocent looking these kids are they are also sinful. Nobody deserves grace. All of us. No matter how good you are in this place, no matter how old, how young, no matter how um, many things you have acquired in this lifetime, we do not deserve it. The second thing is this. Everybody experiences it. No matter how old you are again, how young, how rich, how poor, kung ano man yung address ninyo, all of us experiences grace in one way or the other. Okay, okay For some of us, we experience it. You know, again, lahat tayo ng umaga na to. You know, Ay, hindi tayo nalaglagan ng may haba na tayo. Now, that's grace. You know, all of us are breathing the same air right now. All of us, maybe most probably, would have something to eat after this, or you've eaten something before this. All of us experience grace. And the last thing. It's that only some fully enjoy it. Only some fully enjoy it. Again, nobody deserves grace. Everybody experiences grace, and some fully enjoy it. And we'll be looking at a song of some who fully understands and enjoys grace. So if you're here this afternoon, and if you really want to enjoy grace, I hope that you really listen to this song of David. So this song is a really important uh, message to all of us, and I hope I drive this home well. God's graciousness meets man's neediness. Can we all read this? God's graciousness meets man's neediness. Ang gracia ng Panginoon, All of God's grace meets all of man's needs. Whether that's in the past, in the present, in the future; whether that's physical, spiritual, emotional, all of God's graciousness responds to all your needs. And as we go through this, we'll be looking at the background of this psalm first. So this psalm is a song, like any song, may inspiration, right? You know, kada kanta may may mga may mga story. yan. Bawat kanta may historia. And and this this uh, psalm has this story as a backdrop. Um, David is remembering how the people of Israel were taken out of the land of Egypt, and now that they're in exile, okay, they have gone so far. Ang tagal na ng panahon, okay. And um, just a little bit of, of, of thoughts on this: when you think about Egypt, yun yung pinakamasali masalimuot na panahon ng Israel, okay. And God took them out of that, okay. Eh, but this is the response of Israel in those years. He said um every time that God would do something, they would always have something to complain about. That's Israel for all of us. Nung they were out sa Egypt, they were out, they were out, they were out, why pagkain. this? sila ng mana manna from heaven. Why is this? They were out of manna. Then they were quail. Tapos, um, wala man lang tubig, ng binadala sa ng tubig, baano ban man man tubig na to, mapait? <laughs> Everything that God would do, they would always have something to say about. Meriklamo lagi. Sounds familiar? Hindi <laughs> 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 It's very human. <laughs> it's very human. To experience something good, but find something wrong with it. <laughs> Ang sarap sana dito, kaya lang... It's very human. That's why there came to a point that God was so tired of them, and He said this, Go up to a land flowing with milk and honey, but I will not go up among you, lest I consume you on the way. For you are stiff-necked people. <laughs> okay? Uh, uh, I don't know if stiff-necked. <laughs> what a horrible like, experience, Parang Hindi ka makalingon ka, buong katawan mo <laughs> J <Jay>, oh, <laughs> but this, this expression really means this. The stiff neck there is an expression of, of, of Jews to express how these people can't even remember how good their God is. In, in the many times that He has done so many things in their lives, the response is always, Ito lang, ganito." Why Again, sounds familiar? So this is the backdrop of, of this song. So that when David sung this, he is asking the people to remember something. So when we look at the verses, so if you, you just um, open your Bible, we'll stay there. Um, psalm 103, um, you'll see how, how this psalm is really beautiful. Verse 1 says, Everybody read, Go! All bless His, bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not his benefits. The first two lines, the first two statements, sets up the theme for this song. This is what the song is about, that they may remember, because this mind <laughs> remembers more the bad things than the good things that the Lord has done. That's why the psalmist has to say. Remember all its benefits. You look back and don't see the absence of things, but the presence of the Lord. And that's what this song is about. That whenever we look back in our lifetime, whenever we sing this song, we're trying to say that, yes, I've been through the toughest times, but what I see is that the Lord has been with me. And that's a story of grace in this song. The psalmist, David, starts with saying, All that's within me. Lahat ng kabuuan ng aking The soul. Sabi niya. That means this. When we remember the goodness of the Lord, it's not just an intellectual thing, remember. Hindi lang siya. an ko It's also emotional. It's also experiential. See, knowing God, it's not just an intellectual pursuit. Hindi, hindi lang siya, parang yun ito eh, no? I've known my wife for, um, again, four years plus now that we're married. And, nung unak siyang nakilala, alam ko lang, pangalan niya. Malamang. And, um, all I know is that she's a preschool teacher, and then all this information about her. I know her to that extent. Then um, I I felt well attracted to her. (laughs) Yeah. So somehow my affections were stirred to know her. And eventually we got together. We experienced each other's. Same thing with our relationship with God. Think about this. It's not enough to just know it. The Lord is good. Yeah. Oh. But will that get you through? That day when sickness comes and you don't get healed. I know God is good, but affections are important as well. You feel that the Lord is good. But that's not enough for you to get by days. Because sometimes we wake up not feeling like the Lord is good. Also experience is good. The truth about knowing God is that it's an all that's within me thing. It's not a compartmentalized thing. We do not neglect thinking, feeling, and experiencing God. The next part is this, is do not forget His benefits. And here, He will talk about and will zoom into the three things about grace. Three experience, three expressions of grace of God, of the grace of God. And three ways we can experience the grace of God in our lives. But before I enter into these three things, um, there's a very important note that I need to make. Tim Keller said this, well, sin grows when we think that we deserve something from God. On the other hand, godliness grows when we remember we are debtors to God. We owe God everything. God owes us nothing. Last night, I was watching this guy doing a TED Talk. If you're familiar with TED Talks, he, he, he made a talk about 18 minutes of world history. And he started talking about how the world was created. You know, while I was listening, of course, obviously, he doesn't believe in God. But then while I was listening, he kept on talking about it, it seems too impossible for life to happen. Many times in that creation. But for some reason, you emerge to be you. That's grace. God does not owe you anything. We owe God everything. And when we start thinking that God owes us nothing and we go out and owe God everything, we start realizing that everything God does is grace from Him. In fact, when you think about it, the story of Israel is the same story of us. We're stiff-necked. We're sinful people. Again, that person right next to you, no matter how good looking that person is, uh, not, how nice pers- that person is, we're sinful. I am sinful. I stand before you as another sinner as well. That's why we all deserve the wrath of God. That's why we need to understand that we cannot fully embrace grace when we do not understand sin. Sin is so bad, that when we look at grace, it's so good. Right? Um, I think it was uh, Francis Schaeffer who said that, you will never appreciate good news, if you do not know the bad news behind it. Right? If, if I tell you that, hey, here's a thousand pesos for you. That would be good, right? You know Wow, 1,000. But then, if you do not have money and all you need really is a thousand to get through the day, and someone gave it to you, that's really, really good news. Sin is such. It's so bad that we do not, all of us, do not deserve anything from God. But then... We look at this song and he remembers three things of his experience of grace from the Lord. Let's look at at the first one. Verse 3 says, Who forgives all your iniquity? Who heals all your diseases? The first experience of grace of this psalmist is the forgiveness. The grace of God forgives. And again, it's hard to appreciate forgiveness if you don't know you have offended god right like um if somebody randomly comes to you and says alam mo pinata- pinatatawad na kita ang reaction mo eh huh? bakit <laughs> mo <kita> <laughs> have you ever met someone if you understand that our offense to god is so great he can't just let us go see this forgiveness that, that they understand, that they saw, is the same forgiveness that is available for all of us. Who forgives what? All our iniquity. The interesting thing about the forgiveness of God is that it's not only available for the small sins that we create. It's for all the sins we have done. We have been trained to think that sin... Is rated one, two, three. The bigger sins would be these sins. The smaller sins would be, eh, kasi konti lang naman yung kinuwa mo, so lesser sin yon. But when we understand that sin is so bad that we cannot even approach God with sin in our hearts, we will appreciate this. He forgives all your iniquity and heals all your diseases. The greatest disease. That this humankind has is sin. It's so bad that it prevents us from approaching God. And it is grace that forgives all of us. Grace forgives. Grace says, you know what? You have offended God. You, Israel, have offended God so badly, you deserve to just be destroyed. But God says, "No, I will forgive. Grace is always available for all of us." In verse nine, it says, "He will not always chide." You know what the word "chide" means? Chide means to snarl in anger. Yung marang it Yeah. He will not always chide. He will not keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins nor repay us according to our iniquities. If we start to understand that we get more than what we deserve in this lifetime, we start to praise God. Many times in this lifetime, we'll be faced with many things. And when we appreciate the goodness of the Lord as expressed by His forgiveness, we'll start to worship Him. Our sin is so bad that nothing can actually save us. But when you look at verse 12 of the same psalm, he sings this, As far as the east is from the west, so far does He remove our transgressions from us. And this is meant for us to imagine the distance that God pulled our sin away from us. And again, it will be very hard to appreciate grace if we do not appreciate how sinful we are? Do we understand our sin? Because if we do, we'll always give praise to God because He is gracious. He does not deal with us according to our sins. He deals with us with love. I remember this uh, um, story of the Medal of Honor, if you're familiar with this. Um, There's this series... If you're familiar with uh, NCIS, some of you might might be, you know. So, doon sa series nyan, mayroong isang matanda na na um veteran, namwinigyan siya ng Medal of Honor nung bata pa siya. Pero right now, inakus han sang gumawa ng isang bagay na pwede siyang ipakulong. So nung uhuli na siya ng mga sundalo, na apat na sundalo, tapos talagang sobrang you know you know how series are made, ba? And talagang sobrang lalaki ng katawan, talagang talagang papalapit na sila. And this guy was standing. And then when they approached the guy, huhuli na siya. He opened his vest, and the Medal of Honor was there. You know what the soldiers did? They stopped, and they salute. This is a convicted man. But he has something that when, when these guys saw, they paused and said, wait, Medal of Honor. We have to salute. Grace is like this. Death approaches us with hatchet on its hand, and we deserve it. <laughs> we deserve it. We deserve the punishment for our sin. And it approaches us with gnarly face, talagang, ah, ito na. But then, grace is with us, and it pauses and says, Wait, you have grace. God deserves our praise. Because of grace. Because it is God's graciousness that meets man's neediness. I can never overemphasize this. Because this is the core of what the story of the Bible is. I can talk about the goodness of the Lord in your finances, in your health, in your family, and those are really, really good things. But if the problem of sin is not resolved, there'll be nothing. No matter how good your life is today, the problem of sin is the biggest disease that God cured through grace. Grace is free and unmerited. Grace is something that nobody deserves but he gave it anyway who forgives all your iniquity and heals all your diseases verse 4 we go he says who redeems your life now the word redeem is a very interesting word because if the word forgive tells us that hey you owe me something so badly but i've forgiven you you know i'm not sure if you've been you know forgiven for a debt utang, yun ang utang ka na sobrang laki. I don't know, credit card siguro. Sobrang laki ng utang mo. Tapos, sinabi sa'yo ng credit card company, hey, you owe us around, um, I don't know, 500,000 pesos. And you know what? Free na yun. Okay na. Pinatawad ka na namin. I don't know what your reaction will be. Yun parang relaxed lang. Okay. No, right? If it's something Wow! Who do I thank? (laughs) Joke lang. (laughs) So when you think about this, that's forgiveness. Redemption is this. He did not only forgive, He redeemed. He restored. He took nothing and made it something. It's interesting how um, the psalmist uses the words "Who redeems your life from the pit." The term "redeem" means to pay for something, to buy it back. Most of the time, this is used to actually describe the 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 kinsman redeemer to the um, When a widow um, becomes a widow, so na mam, pag dumata asawa niya, biglang yung society status niya biglang bababa. Talagang ang trato sa kanya, Nothing, because widow, ka na. But then, when a kinsman redeemer pays for her in the city council, she becomes again a part of a family. Her identity is turned around because somebody paid. What's in it for the kinsman redeemer? Nothing. He just pays something for someone. That's the same story of redemption for all of us. God paid. For us, what does he get? Nothing. Kaikantai kokyut again. Your soul is so precious to God, he doesn't get anything from it, but he does it anyway. That's redemption. He deems He redeems our life from the pit. And not only that, he does this. He crowns us with steadfast love and mercy. He does not stop in forgiving our sins, He turns to us, grabs us by the hand, and says, you know what? You're not only forgiven, I'm giving you a new life. God deserves praise. Yeah. He did not just forgive us. He can, he can do it. Okay, you're forgiven, you go. We go separate ways. We don't talk anymore. You have friends like that? Pinatawan pero. Man, nakita makita dito, here. God can do that, right? God can just say, I've forgiven you, you go, I go my separate way. You know, you just live your life. But no, He did not. He said, You're forgiven, come here. I'm gonna change your life in such a way that you will enjoy my presence, and I will enjoy your worship. That's God for us. That's grace for us. Grace not only forgives, grace redeems. God does not stop with forgiveness. He continues to redeem areas of our life that needs redemption. There's this show, American restoration. Obviously, I like TV so much. <laughs> but, yeah, I really like the show. Yeah. sa, sa Philippines kasi ano siya? Eh? Um, Kings of Restoration, right? Yeah. Some, some people don't know. Okay, lang <laughs> Okay. What this show does is that, merong sa shop, sila yun, sila rick, um, may dadalin sa anilang lumang bagay, yung nabubulok na, tapos, medyo may value dun sa tao, when motor, nasanggagawa nila they will restore it okay they will do everything that they can new paint job new tires remove the old parts tapos babalik nila tapos usually yung reaction ng mga tao syempre pagbalik sa anila, wow Nige? this used to be an old beaten motorcycle now i can ride it again grabe kaganda parang bago kings of restoration and they would do it over and over, and I, I really enjoy looking at it. But you know what? God's redemption is not like this. He does not take the old beaten thing and replace parts. Repaints. No, no, no. God dismantles the old and replaces it with the new. When old has gone, the new has come. That's the story of redemption for all of us. He does not just change your anger issue. He replaces your heart so that it loves more. He does not just take away your sickness. He replaces it with a better health. He changes everything. When it comes to God's redemption, He treats us as His children. Remember this. We have offended God. We are stiff necked people. For the life of me, I cannot imagine an enemy becoming a friend. It's hard. But God did the impossible. From enemies, we became heirs. Tagapagmana. From enemies who deserve wrath, who deserve all the punishment, we're welcomed to Him. And He says, I am as a father who shows you compassion, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear Him. God redeems us. And the more we try to think about this, this experience of a man, of redemption, the more we really should think about ourselves. If God has forgiven, if God has redeemed, how am I experiencing it? The next part... Verse 5, again, we're we're going through the Psalms, so, uh, if you just have your Bible, I'm I'm staying in the same Psalm, so. Verse 5 says, Who? Satisfies. Now, he did not just forgive. He could have stopped there again, could have said, Okay, you're done deal, forgiven gana. He redeemed as well. He replaced that person. Bought that person back and replaces that person in a new identity. Verse 5. He satisfies him. He satisfies him. He gives him what he needs. Not only that, satisfies means to be filled so much so that it bursts out. I don't know how to translate it. Yung parang busog na busog ka na? Pag ka pa, na? Ka, ka na? <laughs> That's the kind of grace God bestows to His people. He forgives, He redeems, He satisfies. Not only that, He made you. Alam mo, anak nakita ka, awi kita dati pero anak nakita ngayon. Hindi lang yon. Araw-araw, gigising ka sa malayang biaya at mapagpalang biaya ng pagmamahal ko. That's grace. Grace is so good that when we look like it, when we look at it your youth will be renewed like eagles. Your youth, your strength would be renewed like eagles. mga agila. our youth, our strength would be renewed. Grace satisfies. And there will be a lot of things that I can talk about in this psalm, but just those three things would be enough for us to appreciate grace. That when we appreciate that God forgives, Grace forgives. Grace redeems. Grace satisfies. We worship God. Because God met God's graciousness meets man's neediness. No amount of goodness can merit grace, no matter how good we are, no matter how far we try. But in the same way, no amount of sin can disqualify anyone for grace. Most importantly, grace is free. Grace is sovereign. Grace is so powerful that it made a loving, holy God love a sinful, unworthy man. What's interesting in this uh, psalm is that he ends in praise. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. All his hosts, his ministers who do his will. Bless the Lord, all his works in all the places of his dominion. Bless the Lord. Again, God's graciousness. Nobody deserves it. Everybody experiences it. Some fully enjoy it. In the New Testament, we see the picture of this grace. The Old Testament, they saw how God did it in a miraculous, wonderful way. In the New Testament, it's not just an experience anymore. Grace is a person. And you were dead your trespasses and in sins in which... Once you walk following the course of this world, following the prince and power of the air, the spirit is now in work in the sons of disobedience. Verse 4, But God, being rich in mercy because of His great love, with which He loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. I'm so glad my God approached me and brought me back from dead to life. God is not in the business of doing you a favor by making you a good person. From bad to good, no. God is doing a miraculous thing in the midst of us. He's making dead come alive through His grace. That's what this miraculous grace means. That we who are undeserving turn from death to life. And as I end this, I remember my math teachers very, you know, if you love math, I'm sorry, you know. I really struggled with it. <laughs> That's why, if you're a math teacher right here, some of your students might actually become preachers. So be kind. <laughs> but then, um, I remember my math teacher, elementary, kapagna nahirapan ako sabi niya. She's a really kind woman. She would say, kaya mo yan? Mama, hindi nga eh. <laughs> kaya mo yan? Hindi nga. <laughs> and then I had a high school teacher. Pagdi ko nakaya, sabi niya, ano bayan para yan? Lang. Basada. That's my last name. Ganito to lang yane? Eh. And he would do it for me. Papakita niya. Gani to lang gagawin mo? Tapos kaya You know what's different with our God? He saw us suffering away from Him, and He did not just say, "Kaya mo yan." Hindi yasina be. Gani to lang kasiyan? He went down died for our sins, redeemed us, forgave us. If there's one thing that separates Christianity from any other belief, it is grace. Nothing else. Other beliefs would tell you about incarnation, without a lot of other things. But it is only grace that allows each and every one. God looking at people and saying, you can't do it. can't do it on your own. But I'm here for you. I'm here to forgive I'm here to redeem. I am here to satisfy. This is an invitation. Let's worship this God. An invitation of God. Come and be refreshed by this grace. Let us take this time to pray. God, thank you, because your grace it just overflows in our lives. Lord, I pray for this people. I pray, Lord God, that they would experience your forgiveness, your redemption, your satisfaction. Maylan sa atin, paulit ulit natin nga yung grace. But then, when we never really experienced it, for some of us, we've heard it so many times, it has lost its meaning. Now is an invitation. God is asking you, experience His grace again. Grace is more than an idea. It's more than an experience. It's a person. It's Jesus Christ. Grace went down. Jesus Christ forgave. Jesus Christ redeemed. Jesus Christ satisfies. One of the many interesting things in this psalm is this. When you look at the words it used, the one who forgives, the one who redeems, the one who satisfies, they are in the active present tense. Lagging danjan, lagging kumikilos Because God is forgiving, God is redeeming, God is satisfying you wherever you are. And tomorrow might be a different day, but it's the same God who will forgive, the same God who will redeem, the same God that would satisfy. Father, thank you for this people. I pray that you would renew their hearts on you, O God. Lord, I pray that you would breathe anew to their life. Your grace be evident, O God. Lord, I even pray for some people in this place, who has not submitted their lives to you, O God. I pray that you would speak to them right now. I pray that you would call them to your redemption, to your forgiveness, to your satisfaction. If you're here and you want to surrender your life to Christ, there's no shame. There's no even fear because this God loves you. So if you're here, you're saying, God, I need this grace in my life. I need this grace to turn around everything that I know right now. I need this grace, oh God. How do you just raise your hand? If you need this grace in your life, raise your hand. Thank you for those hands. I invite you to pray this prayer with me. Father, thank you for your grace brings me from death to life. Jesus, I accept you in my life. Make me experience your grace. Make me know you more. Lord, I want to live a life that's pleasing to you. I ask for forgiveness. Help me glorify you. If you pray that prayer for the first time and you mean it in your heart, kapatid, grace has come into your life. If you're here, you've been attending this church, and you've heard all about this grace, you just you just need to experience this grace again, let's so all lift our hands to God. Father, we thank you for this life that you've given us. Lord, I pray that as you send us out of this place, Panginoon, your grace would be with us. Lord, we need your forgiveness every day. We need your redemption every day. We need your satisfaction every day. Lord, I pray for this people. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn to you and grant you peace. You are blessed because the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, the ruler of all nations is with you and He loves you. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. You are good in our lives. We praise your name. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.